You are listening to Lentai Kan, the official podcast of the Amnesty International Nagoya Multicultural Group on planet, many people, innumerable viewpoints, justice, and equity for all. Yokoso from Aichi Prefecture, Japan, and to the Rentai Kan podcast, where we look into human rights issues from all over the world and look at ways that we as everyday people can make a difference. You can hit us up on social media on either Facebook or Instagram at AIMCG Nagoya. We'll have nothing but love for you too if you leave us a review on iTunes. Our interesting fact for this episode in April 2022, The Japanese Ministry of Health, Labor and Welfare included fertility treatments such as artificial insemination and in vitro fertilization to be covered by national health insurance to combat the declining birth rate of the country. However, it is also considering passing a bill, the Bill on Specified Assisted Reproductive Technology, which states only married couples can have IVF treatment. Despite local court rulings that the ban on queer marriage is a violation of human rights, same legal sex marriage is not recognized by Japanese law yet. So, this new bill, if passed, will prevent not only single people but also gay couples from having children. We at Amnesty International Nagoya Multicultural Group hope that the Japanese government will see the reason why this bill will violate people's reproductive rights and choose to reject it. We also hope that Japan will join other G7 countries in ensuring marriage equality for all. On that note, let's move to the main part of the podcast, episode one Kamakura Group. Hello, and welcome to our new series, How We Can Be Involved in Japan, a series in which we will introduce bilingual and English speaking Amnesty Japan groups. We will talk to the members of these groups and find out about their history and what they are up to now. We hope that anyone listening who's interested in being involved in activism and doesn't know how or where to go will be able to see the many options available. It can seem intimidating if your Japanese isn't at the level that you would feel comfortable operating as an activist in. So we hope this series will help introduce you to ways to be involved. It's naturally harder. To navigate with limited Japanese ability in Japan in general, and therefore in activism as well. However, Japan has seen much activism organized by people from all sorts of backgrounds, from countrywide Black Lives Matter protests. Organized by both Black Japanese and non Japanese people, to demonstrations by those referred to as Zainichi Korean people who are denied their human rights by the institutional exclusionary system and subjected to its believers' brutality, all of whom make up the diverse Japanese society. In the How We Can Be Involved in Japan series, we will be introducing three subgroups of Amnesty International Japan that either operate in English or bilingually. For our first episode, we have two amazing people from the Kamakura Group based in Kamakura City. 
Kamakura City, the home of the samurai, has a history of unity in protection of its environment and history. The natural environment surrounding Kamakura's historical sites and buildings is preserved thanks to the ancient capital's preservation act. It also protects the natural environment in other ancient capitals, such as Kyoto and Nara. What led to the enactment of the Ancient Capitals Preservation Act is the organized movement in Kamakura following a proposal to urbanize the mountain area behind Tsurugaoka Hachimangu Shrine the central entity of Kamakura. Local citizens, academics, and Buddhist priests came together to fundraise and sign petitions against this developmental plan. One year later, in 1966, the residential development proposal was dropped and the Ancient Capitals Preservation Act was enacted. Amnesty International Japan Kamakura Group is a bilingual group that has a diverse mix of Japanese and non-Japanese members. Today, speaking on their behalf is Heather Wilson and Tetsu Sadotomo. Heather is one of the original members of the group, and Tetsu is the current coordinator of the group. It's nice to meet you, Heather and Tetsu. Thank you for coming on the show. Can you each give us a self-introduction? What is your name? How would you describe your background? Why did you join Kamakura Group? And what made you decide to stay? Uh, my name is Heather Wilson. Um, I have been in Japan almost 50 years. I've been interested. I had been interested in Amnesty before, but I didn't know anything about the structure, the groups or anything. So I thought it was kind of hard to join. And then one day, the uh, some friends living in Kamakura said they were going to set up a group. And so I said, oh, great, I'll, I'll come to the first meeting. So that's how I got involved. It has been a very active group, thanks to some really great members. So that's why I've stayed, because it's interesting, it's worthwhile, and, um, you know, very meaningful and fun. My name is Tetsu. Uh, I have been involved in Kamakura Group uh, since I moved to Kamakura City 18 years ago. I soon got to know persons like Heather-san, uh, who are very, very uh, act active and powerful and uh, attractive. So uh, I, I decided to stay in our group. At the same time, I was touched by them. So I, I decided to, uh, to act in, in my group. Can you tell us a little bit about when and why Kamakura Group was founded? 1988, we had our first meeting, and in 89, the group was uh, finalized, formalized. Kamakura has a lot of foreign residents, and actually most of them were couples, either with one or two foreigners in the couples, and they uh, decided to get, you know, to form a group, and I uh, joined um, as a single person. I, I was married, but my husband wasn't interested. So um, yeah, that was how it started. And shortly after that, a few years after that, my uh, Japan, as you know, hosted the world, the um, what's it called? The World Conference Am Amnesty at 1992 or something. I got involved with that, volunteered and stayed in Yokohama for about four or five days for the duration of the conference running around doing odd jobs and a bit of translation, helping the people from other countries, especially people who were 
from countries that didn't have a lot of money and their um, amnesty was paying for them to attend the conference because their own country couldn't, um, their own Shibu you know, section couldn't afford to send them. So that was also interesting to see that these people were being included, even though they couldn't afford to send somebody to the conference that the London head office paid for, for that. And I was, I thought that was really great, you know, that helping everybody who wanted to come to come, to be able to come to the conference. There were 12, 12 founding members uh, at the first, uh, and mostly these foreign couples. And one woman, um, Ishihara Hideko, who is also living in Kamakura. And she was a real, real uh, fighter, go-getter, and she really helped us get established. Um, so I must give her credit for helping set up the group. What is the demographic makeup of Kamakura Group? And is there a high turnover rate of members in the group? Our members uh, grew and uh, shrank, and now we are uh, 15 members. I think uh, age range is from high school to uh, 70s and 80s. I guess age range uh, turned over to the good uh, direction, diversity. I, I hope we could get out of a mature group. Recently, uh, the younger generation joined us. So we have uh, a lot of members uh, and uh, wider range, uh, age range. So uh, uh, we are very, very happy. I agree that the wide range and it's about half and half men and women, uh, yeah. is, which is nice to have a variety there and um, different backgrounds, everyone different backgrounds. So we get a lot of input from different fields, which is great. I wouldn't say the turnover is high, but there was a period when we were down to like four or five people a few years ago. And then the past two years, we've had a lot of new people, especially in the, this past year. Um, so that's really been great. And everyone is, you know, f- former UNHCR workers and designers, people who can do, you know, designing and publish publishing and printing posters, which is very valuable and artistically and literally and very active in other areas. So, yeah, we get a lot of feedback every meeting. Now we have our women members, 10, and men members, 5. Three of the 15 members are native English speakers. And almost, I would say, everyone is uh, perfectly capable of understanding English, which is a relief to me because sometimes I slip into English. And uh, a lot of the members are fluent English speakers too. So. Our meetings are sort of usually in Japanese, but sometimes English. And if we need to, we explain, we translate and explain. Could you give an example of the kind of issues Kamakura Group has tackled over the years in Japan? What about on a global level? As Amnesty members, we're kind of limited to what what we can do in some cases, but uh, we've always taken um, advantage of the speaking tours that have been set up. And we've hosted a lot of speakers from all over the world, uh, starting with the Tunisia and Afghanistan. We've had two separate speakers from Afghanistan, two separate speakers from Tibet and the Palestine. Someone speaking about Palestine and probably others, but I can't remember them all. We've also gone. So that's uh, international. And over the years in Japan, one of the projects we took part in maybe 10, 10 or more years ago. We visited um, internees at the Tokyo Immigration Holding Center, um, the inmates there. We would go under the name of Amnesty and we 
got a list from, uh, I forget if it was a doctor or a priest, but somebody there, we had a list of people we could interview and we would, you know, we sort of had a format for notes, what questions to ask. And um, we did a lot of that and we would write up our reports and send them to a woman who was in the Tokyo office and she sent them to somebody in London. And we were, this really added so much depth to our commitment to amnesty because these people's the stories were just horrific you know the the tragedies of their, their lives and they've been locked up as you know locked up for years sometimes but unfortunately this woman was sent to another uh, part of the world to work so we lost that contact so we had to stop um, going to um, interview detainees uh, but that was an interesting aspect of our work uh, since the Russian aggression on Ukraine happened in uh, February, we pay attention to asylum seekers, migrants, and refugees. Hedersan mentioned uh, in Japan, many foreigners try to make application for special residence permission or refugee status. These foreigners live in the facilities of uh, immigration immigration office. Uh, kind of a detention center. So as a human rights defenders, we try to find uh, the truth of their situation. And uh, uh, we try to, to interview uh, the people in the immigration office in Shinagawa uh, that uh, Heather mentioned. The Ukrainian refugees, there's a Arupe refugee oh, oh, yes. in uh, Kamakura. And We've been in contact with them several times, and, and Tetsu is more involved than I am in trying to set up a committee in Japan, in Kamakura, uh, how to help uh, refugees uh, in the city of Kamakura um, to the, you know, help them either stay or just stay here temporarily or permanently, whatever they want. Um, so he's very involved in that too. So two years ago, uh, Arupe Nanmin Center was founded at the, the Catholic facility in Kamakura City. And uh, they try to support and accept foreigners who, and uh, they are from Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Cameroon, and so on. We'd like to collaborate with uh, Arupe Nanmin Center to enlighten local people about refugee issues. There we set up the Kamakura Refugee Forum with many local groups and uh, we try to create refugee-friendly city in the future. Before we continue, we would like to talk about ABAP. ABAP is an organization founded by Halak Levent, a folk rock star from one of the badly impacted cities, Adana. ABAP is an effective and trustworthy organization that has been working non-stop on disaster coordination. You can find donation information in English on ahbap.org forward slash disasters hyphen turkey. We will also post the link in the show description. The 7.8 Richter earthquake in Turkey and Syria is yet another sign that we must invest energy in tackling climate change at its roots before more damage is done to individuals, communities, infrastructures and the literal fabric of the earth. Now, back to the podcast. Do you have any interesting stories to share about Kamakura Group's collaboration with other local activist groups? Well, I think I think Tetsu's comment, answer to number four, is uh, sort of an answer to that. There aren't that many other act 
activist groups in Kamakura, as far as I know. We do take part in the um, international festival, Kukusai uh, Koryu Festival. Every year we've been at one of the major groups with that. They're not, you know, they have different, um, there's like UNESCO and there's a lot of smaller groups too, the Chikyu no Ki and groups like that. So it's just, but it's just more like a contact information, sharing information, getting to know each other. Interesting stories. I don't know, except that the most interesting story was when we had the, I don't know, I forget his whole, whole name, Qin, the blind um, lawyer from uh, China who had escaped from house imprisonment and somehow managed to escape to Beijing. And then Hillary Clinton, who was then head of uh, Secretary of State in the United States, she worked the political angle and got him uh, refugee status in the United States, and he was allowed to escape to the United States. And then later he came on a speaking tour. So we, we got him to come to Kamakura. And we the place we held the speaking tour, uh, our, our speaking was uh, in a church. So we had some help from the people in the church uh, with, you know, publicity and stuff. And we also had the police involved because they volunteered to act as security for Mr. Ching because of potential threats from China or somewhere else. So, yeah, that was, I guess that's the most exciting <laughs> incident we've had. But it really made us feel the reality of the human rights activists, you know, workers who, whose lives are uh, threatened, you know, potentially uh, threatened when they speak out after they've become refugees. What is Kamakura Group currently working on? We have uh, the big festival. Heatherson mentioned the Kamakura International Festival is an annual event sponsored by Kamakura City and international groups uh, such as the UNESCO, Kamakura Japan France Association, and the Kamakura Toasto Masters Club. Uh, we have uh, 18 groups, including an in, uh, AI Kamakura as well. And each group has a booth for selling goods and uh, promoting its activity. Sometimes uh, we had uh, the event of a movie, uh, uh, as I mentioned, but now we are planning to uh, organize a movie January next year. We choose uh, the film, My Small Land, which is the story of a Kurdish family. Uh, their father made application for refugees status, but he was not granted permission. It's a very, very uh, useful and uh, think thinkable story. So I'm going to collaborate with the other local group and uh, people people want to see the movie this is just still in the in the uh, ether world <laughs> there hasn't been decided but uh, there was a family from tibet and the husband was arrested and the family managed to escape to dharamsala and they were there was a movie about them made by a japanese director and we showed that in Kamakura several years ago. And now I think the husband has been released and we're going to try to have him come and give a talk, hopefully March or April, That's but it's still being discussed. So I can't really promise anything yet. So we have organized the movie several times. Sorry, I forgot the name of that movie. Last Lasso Bread. Lasso Tuomo. Tuomo. Yeah, that's her name. Name Lasso's bakery or something she she used to make oh, yeah, bread. Yeah. She used to make bread to support her family in uh Dharamsala. um yeah, get up at, yeah. the mother would get up at three in the morning and bake bread to sell to people on their way to work and quite a story 
she eventually made it to the United States. Has there been any issues regarding how Kamakura Group operates? If so, how did you resolve it? Well, I I have never seen an issue, and, and I've been pretty involved about uh, how Kamakura Group operates, so we, we haven't had to resolve anything. Do you have the issue of people joining and treating Kamakura Group as something other than an activist group? I would say no again here. No, no. We haven't had any problem with, uh, no, we haven't no. had any problem members, <laughs> we say. No. <laughs> How does Kamakura Group keep members involved and motivated about injustices around the world? Well, I think I mentioned before that our members are involved in so many other things. So in the meetings, they're always bringing things like uh, petitions and and not at non-amnesty topics. And they're sending out on our um, line mail um, all sorts of information. And one woman is always going to um, trials to li- to the word to listen in onto the trials that are going on and. She comes back and reports. So people are involved in different things outside of amnesty, which, you know, is good. helps us keep things in perspective. And just, you know, reading the news, one of our members does our letters for us. She prepares the usual, our case letters, and she she also grabs urgent action files and types up letters uh, for those and occasionally something else from the amnesty files. And then she just makes copies and we spend the last 30 minutes of every meeting signing and you know the letters and getting them ready to post um, and talking about the cases and upkeep. So we all keep informed about last last time was six or seven letters we sent. So times, you know, 10 or 12 people. So every every month we have a big pile of letters that out, which is great. I think it's a very important uh, to talk, uh, to take up uh, the, the topic, such as uh, LGBT uh, viewing and distinction bias, because uh, our member members uh, are, are interested in the variety topic. So the member have to more, more I think, uh, member more, more motive, motivated about uh, the variety topic. And I think it's very important to have a chance to talk about the many things, human rights issues, bearing uh, this distinction and bias to uh, refugee issues. So it is very important. What is Kamakura Group's goal for 2023? What would you like to say to people who might be interested in joining Kamakura Group and moving towards this goal with you? Getsu, you want to Yeah, I have no idea. but <laughs> Well, I think our, our group, you know, is, is uh, like most groups. I mean, Amnesty is not well known a lot of, by a lot of Japanese. We So one of the things, one reason we take part in as many events as we can is to get Amnesty known, um, what it is, and also human rights. What are human rights? A couple of years ago, um, one of our members was involved in making these postcards to be distributed uh, to elementary and junior high schools, discuss, you know, just sh- asking general questions about human rights and making the general public more aware of human rights. So this has always been, I don't want to advertise amnesty so much as I want to improve human rights. And amnesty is just a way of doing that. It's, t- to me, it's human rights is much more important than amnesty is. So that's always the point of our presentations and our goals and our posters. 
And the name Amnesty and that beautiful bright yellow color really helped get the message across. Tetsu and Heather have shared with us the details of what sounds like an amazing group who have and are working on many projects, both concerning issues in Japan and abroad. The group has many people from different backgrounds, with diverse experiences and knowledge, which they have bravely dedicated to advocating for human rights. They also host and collaborate with fellow activist groups on many events. They sound like the kind of group for people who like to be active and want to help both locally and globally. If you are interested in joining the Amnesty International Japan Kamakura Group and taking part in their events, please message or call Tetsu using the contact details we will share at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the How We Can Be Involved in Japan series. We are dedicated to presenting accurate and informative media on the many aspects of human rights and current issues. This series will have a total of three episodes, giving you the lowdown on all the active English speaking or bilingual groups here in Japan that have the ability to welcome new members with little to no Japanese ability. We hope this encourages many of those listening to give activism in Japan a try and help point them in the direction of a group that shares the same values. If you have any questions on the topics discussed, feel free to reach out to Amnesty International Nagoya Multicultural Group via social media or email. Our next episode will be with Marion, who is a member of Amnesty International Tokyo English Network, or ITEN. We hope you will join us again. Amnesty International has been active in Japan since 1970. They have grown and changed over the years, and more and more they are working on being more inclusive to non native Japanese members, as are many other organizations like them. We hope for a future where we can work alongside people from diverse backgrounds and a common goal to better the world. Thank you for listening to the end. If you would like to find out more about English speaking or bilingual activist groups in Japan, please be sure to follow us on social media. You can do so on Facebook or Instagram at AIMCG Nagoya. Again, we would love to hear what you think about us. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would like to thank Heather Wilson and Tetsu Sadotomo for their cooperation in this episode. You can find out more about how to join Amnesty International Japan Kamakura Group by contacting amnesty.kamakura at gmail.com or contact Amnesty International Japan Head Office via 03 3518 6 7 7 7. And ask for Kamakura Group. We would also like to thank our group members, Steph, Leila, Gina, and Alex, for their hard work in the production of this episode. Gosecho arigato gozaimashita!